I actually planned for this podcast to be done in the morning, but considering the fact that I'm going to get fucking hammered, and this is episode 69, figured I might as well do it with a little bit more energy before I actually pass out tonight from the UFC fights. Let's go. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, D-Roy. You can find me on Twitter at RoyDog underscore 13. That is R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 1-3. And you are in the doghouse, which is much more entertaining than watching your favorite porno where you have two lesbians scissor-fucking each other. Let's get it going here, everybody. Um, I did mention at the top, if you read the article in itself, that there are three games that I am really looking at. Uh, as far as stacking for your GPPs, if you care to go that route, that is Houston and Tennessee, L.A. Rams and Dallas Cowboys, and the Atlanta Falcons and San Francisco 49ers. My favorite of all three is going to be the Houston-Tennessee game. It is going to be chalky as fuck. Um, if you want to get off kind of the off-beaten path, you will take a look at that Atlanta-San Francisco game for sure um, as... San Francisco is dealing with a shitload of secondary injuries, uh, which bodes well for Matt Ryan and the passing offense this week. So let's get it going here. We're going to start the quarterbacks, cash quarterbacks. Number one at the top and my favorite by far is Deshaun Watson. If you're looking for a guy that can actually match, if not possibly exceed what you saw on Thursday night with Lamar Jackson, it is Deshaun Watson who has the same skill set as Lamar Jackson, but just probably won't run nearly as much. Uh, But it is a very favorable matchup against the Tennessee Titans. They are hurting in the secondary. Uh, So he should have uh, definitely uh, some success passing to DeAndre Hopkins. We do not know what's going on with Will Fuller. I do like Will Fuller if he is playing. Uh, if not, yes, you can go with Kenny Stills, even though neither one has made the article. Next on the list, we have Ryan Tannehill. He is on the exact uh, opposite side of Deshaun Watson. He has been playing lights out the past uh, few weeks, ever since he took over for Marcus Mariota. I do expect the Tennessee Titans to actually kind of wean back a little bit on Derrick Henry, even though I do believe Derrick Henry has the upside um, in this matchup. 
but they will utilize Ryan Tannehill's legs uh, as well as his arm in this matchup, and you're getting him at a, at a discount compared to Deshaun Watson. Next on this list we have is Kyler Murray. I am not afraid of Cleveland. Cleveland ha- isn't packing it in, but they are not all that great as a team in general. Um, you're going to see a truncated uh, pass rush from the Cleveland Browns with Olivier Vernon being out again this week. So you're going to see not only Kyler Murray throwing the ball around, but you're also going to see him using his legs in this matchup. And we do know that Cleveland is, is a team that you can attack on the ground. Last but certainly not least in cash, probably more of a cash last GPP play because he has not been performing the past few weeks ever since the loss of Austin Hooper, ever since he got hurt and was knocked out several weeks ago. But we have Austin Hooper back, and that, as I mentioned, was a key to this Atlanta Falcons offense. Facing the secondary of the San Francisco 49ers that I said is severely depleted. Uh, we have, uh, you know, the number one guy on top here, uh, if I can find it, is going to be Richard Sherman. That's going to be out. And we also have Kwan Williams in the slot. So that does bode well for both Russell Gage and Olamide Zek. Zakesis. I'm just going to call him Zakesis. I don't know how the fuck to say his name. I don't really care. He's getting the job done over there on the opposite side of Julio Jones this week. So he is a guy that is definitely on my radar. GPP on the other side of that same game, we have Jimmy Garoppolo. I do not believe in the uh, San Francisco running game as far as I do not know who is going to get the ball. You have three guys there that they are going to utilize. I do think they have some success, but the problem is with all three guys being available to play, you do have the Tevin Coleman revenge game narrative in play here. I know that they have come out and said that Raheem Mostert is by far their best guy and is the guy that needs to get the carries, but I would be severely, severely cautious of this being coach speak and would expect all three guys to be involved here. But there is only one spot for a quarterback to play, and that is Jimmy Garoppolo. I do like him in this matchup. We do like attacking the Atlanta secondary as a whole, so he's definitely in play. Now, I do not like his price over on FanDuel, where he is the second highest priced quarterback over there. I think that is really too much, too expensive for him, but I do like him on the other three sites, especially over on DK and Fantasy Draft. Next for GPP, I do think you can consider Jameis Winston in a matchup with the Detroit Lions. The only thing that I caution is this could very much be uh, a game for the running backs. And we know how complicated that can get. So you're looking at Ronald Jones. You are looking at the other guy who's escaping me because, of course, I had to have a drink, and now I am brain farting. Who's the other guy, Jim? Who's the other guy? Oh, it's Peyton Barber. I found it before you could. All right. So... <laughs> It's going, to be, it's going to be that same bullshit split backfield between Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber. If you like the upside, it would be Ronald Jones, but I am going to take a pass on it, even though it is a terrific matchup for both running backs. 
Uh, I think they're going to kill each other. I think you're going to you're going to pick Ronald Jones. What's going to happen? Peyton Barber. You're going to pick Peyton Barber. It's probably going to be Ronald Jones. So why fuck around with it? Let's just pass it, pass on it, and move on. Uh, next on the list is Jared Goff against the Dallas Cowboys. Ben li- liking the quarterbacks against Dallas defense. Uh, that has been some par. You have Leighton Vander Esch out at linebacker, which has been exposing the middle of the field for slight, slot right wide blah, 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 slot wide receivers. But I do like attacking their outside corners as well because they have not been playing uh, up to par. Now I would not attack Byron Jones. I would uh, attack Awuzier as we have in the past. And who would that be? That would be one Robert Woods who should have a good game. Uh, last but certainly not least, Ryan Fitzpatrick. He has a matchup for sure. Still don't know what's going to happen with Devontae Parker yet. We haven't gotten any word if he's cleared the concussion protocol. He has practiced most of the week. Um, so we do have, you know, for the Miami Dolphins, we do have Alan Hearns and Isaiah Ford in play. Um, but we did notice last week that once Parker went out, they had a little bit of trouble moving the They didn't have trouble moving the ball. They had the problem getting into the end zone, which led to the seven field goals. So play this one with a little bit of caution. Uh, you have you do have two really bad teams going against each other, so this game could just end up being a complete shit show. Moving on to running back, because there is no Sunday night football options at quarterback for Buffalo or Pittsburgh. Number one at the top, Dalvin Cook. Now you might be saying, hey, he hasn't been getting it done the past few weeks. Here's the, here's the thing. There is no Alexander Madison to back him up this week. Alexander Madison is out. Uh, they're saying it is an ankle. So even though we've got C.J. Boone or C.J. Ham, Mike Boone back behind him, nobody's going to be able to replace Alexander Madison as a backup, which means that you're going to get a heavy volume of Dalvin Cook against a an improving uh, L.A. Chargers defense. But as we've seen before, if you just get hand the ball off to Dalvin Cook, he passes. He passed the test last week. The shoulder looked fine. He just needs the rest. That's what they've been doing with him this week. So I think Dalvin Cook is definitely in play. Next on the list would be Nick Chubb. Now Nick Chubb is expensive. You're going to want a touchdown out of him. Uh, but facing a terrible Arizona defense, they're going to want to, you know, keep the ball out of Kyler Murray's hands. Kind of. If they're smart, they're going to want to keep the ball out of their hands. And this is definitely a spot where Nick Chubb can explode. You're going to get lower ownership on him because everybody's going to look at the stats where the Arizona Cardinals are 13th against the rush on the ground. But against running backs in the passing game, they're 28th. So it does bode well for both him and Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt would is actually a full GPP play. We'll get to him a little bit later. Um he has not been hit really hitting value, and his price has gone up. So I would warn you a little bit on there that Nick Chubb is definitely getting most of the carries here, um, even though he's not hitting volume. But you are looking for the touchdown. You're expecting the touchdown. Next on the list is going to be Leonard Fournette. Uh, it's a dangerous. It's a dangerous play if you are considering the fact, if you're considering any fact that Jacksonville has gone, you know, you know to the wayside for the season, just said, fuck it, and packed it in. I don't think they have. I don't think they have with Leonard Fournette. This is a really, really good matchup against the Oakland Raiders. 
Fournette's trying to get that new contract. This is his third year in the in the in the league. He's due for a new contract within the next year or two. So he's going to be fighting. He's got the great matchup, 27th in DVOA against the run. 30th against running backs in the pass are the Oakland Raiders. Next on the list, and probably one of my more favorite guys, the guy that a lot of people will stray away from, but you do have to look at what value you are getting on him, is Todd Gurley. Rams are riding him. They've changed their offensive scheme. For the better, they've gotten back to a little bit more of what they're doing last year. They've done it two weeks in a row, so there's no reason to not expect Todd Gurley to get 20-plus touches. Next, we have what's going to be the chalky guy of the the week, but I really like to play, is Chris Carson of Seattle against the Carolina Panthers. Seattle is a run-first offense, okay? They're not relying on... Russell Wilson to get them their wins unless they get into these shootouts every once in a while. But you got a Carolina defense that has sucked all year against the run. You have oh, you have uh, oh god, Jesus Christ, I forgot what I was going to say. Basically it's this, it's lock it in. You have no Rashad Penny there. You have nobody competing for carries with him. So, and his value, I mean, outside of Yahoo, where he's fourth overall, where I can see you actually taking a pass on him, he is 13th, 4, 8, and 8 across the board. It's pretty good value for a guy that's going to control, you know, 95% of the carries and touches because he's actually going to increase in the passing game as well. Uh, Next on that list, if, if you believe in what the Chicago Bears have, are doing. It's just like the whole Todd Gurley thing. They're getting to back to where they are good, and that's running the football and using a guy like David Montgomery. He's very cheap across the board, a little bit more costly on Yahoo, but I still think you can use him. 26th, 14th, 25th, and 25th across the board. The way to beat the Packers is on the ground, so I would expect a heavy dose David Montgomery on the road in Lambeau Field. Last but certainly not least in cash, and this probably everybody would probably tell you it's more of a GPP play. I think that's wrong, and that is Kenyon Drake for the Arizona Cardinals against the shitty Cleveland Browns rush defense. He's the guy that's getting all the touches. It's not what you saw last week where you think David Johnson, even though he scored the touchdown, you think that he's involved. It just so happened he was on the field for that play. Kyler Murray hit David Johnson. He's no threat. Kenny Drake, very good value at 31, 26, 30, and 32 across the board. Moving to GPP, we did talk about Derrick Henry is dealing with the hamstring issue, so it is proceed with caution. It had tightened up on him a little bit last week, and that was in the second half. That's why you didn't see him fully explode, even though he got to 100, over 100 yards. So it is a risk. It's cash. But that's why I went with Tannehill and cash. Roster at your own risk. Next on the board, Zeke Elliott. Terrible matchup. Terrible matchup on paper. But... If the Dallas Cowboys have any chance of beating 
the LA Rams. They have to get Zeke involved. They have to get him involved. They have to get him involved early. So I would expect a heavy workload. He is a top-end running back. Now it is a heavy price, third, fifth, fifth, and fifth across the board. What you want to see? Right. He's going to have to get in the end zone a couple of times and get into that Salvation Army bucket. So it is a risky play, but it's a play that's going to be incredibly low-owned as everybody else goes to other running backs. So definitely take a look at Elliott for at least part of your consideration. Next we have Josh Jacobs. It's a cash-slash-GPP play. We don't know what's going to happen. He said that he's going to play. We have no idea if he's definitely going to play. It's a late game. It's at the 4 p.m. Eastern games. So you're going to have to proceed with caution if you want to put him in your cash game. If you want to put him in GPP, that's fine. Would we like to have some clarification on what's going on? Absolutely. Why? Because DeAndre Washington would be just as good of a play in this spot and would give you incredible value and would be an absolute cash option against these Jacksonville Jaguars. So play that one with caution. If you want to, go ahead and put Josh Jacobs in your lineup and just be ready to switch him out if something happens. I believe this is the last, right? Yep, last guy, Kareem Hunt. We talked about it. He's pricey for a backup, but Hunt is not an ordinary backup. It's a good matchup for him, just as it is with Chubb, with limited touches. It's a very high risk, high reward. It's a very high risk. I don't know how big the reward's going to be. Even if he gets a touchdown at his price, he's still going to have to outproduce Nick Chubb in this spot. So it's proceed with caution if you want to go down there. I think there's better value elsewhere, uh, but he's definitely in play. Sunday Night Football options, the guy I wanted to use. James Conner, it's questionable. It's a high risk. We're not going to know what's going to happen until probably before game time, which makes him an incredible risk. If you're going to use him, you're going all out. I don't know what to tell you on the other side of it because I'm not trusting any other part of that backfield whatsoever if he's out. The only thing you could do at that spot would be to switch over to Devin Singletary, which really isn't that great of a spot to have to switch to. Now, it's a Yahoo and Fantasy Draft option, so nobody's going to really be on either running back, I believe, in this spot because of the high risk on it. So if you're on those two, maybe take a shot, maybe just go ahead and skip it. But I have included it because it is a good spot if there's only one running back handling the workload. Moving on to wide receiver, cash. Number one at the top, DeAndre Hopkins. Great spot. Banged up secondary. It doesn't matter if they're going to try and double team him because they're using backup backup, uh, corners against him, and he's going to be able to just destroy them. So if there's one guy that I want to lock in at wide receiver for a high-priced option, it's going to be Hopkins. Next guy on that list would be Chris Godwin. No Mike Evans. So it should make the decision a little bit easier than usual to choose a Tampa Bay wide receiver, correct? Should be. Do expect them to move Darius Slate in there 
Darius Slay is the best corner that Detroit has. So it's a little bit more of a risk, but I mean, even in seasonal, are you going to sit him? No, you're going to just ride with Chris Godwin because he's going to be the highest targeted wide receiver for Jameis Winston in this matchup. Next on that list is Allen Robinson of the Chicago Bears. I like him in the spot, whether or not Kevin King actually is going to play or not, or whether or not Jair Alexander is going to be covering him. We've targeted Jair before. Higher end to elite wide receivers can beat Alexander. We've seen it week in and week out when they've faced top end wideouts. He's Trubisky's guy. He's the guy that's going to get targeted a lot. Now, the only spot that I would probably say I'm going to pass on him is over on FanDuel, where he's the fourth highest wide receiver. On the other three sites, he's 15th, 11th, and 11th. That's perfect pricing for him. But $8,000 for Allen Robinson is a bit too high for me as there, so I'd probably say if you're going to do it, go GPP. Next on the list we have is Kenny Galladay. Been getting it done week in and week out. They should be behind in this matchup against Tampa Bay, which means that David Blau is going to pass, and the guy that he relies on the most is going to be Kenny Galladay. We have no Marvin Jones, so you're going to have Danny Amendola, you're going to have Chris Lacey, and you're going to have Travis Fulgham. Are you, you really think he wants to throw to those three other options outside of Kenny Galladay? No. So definitely take a look over at Kenny Galladay. He's priced, he's priced higher than he has been in the past. He's 5th, 7th, 7th, and 6th. So he's a higher-priced option. For me, I'd probably rather go up to Hopkins or I'd go down to the next guy, and that would be Robert Woods of the L.A. Rams. He's getting heavy targets week in and week out the past two to three weeks. He is the main guy. It's not Cooper Cup anymore. It's Robert Woods. He's going to be on a Wouzier. He's across the board 13th, 33rd, 24th, and 25th priced wide receiver. So, again, he's higher on FanDuel. He's dirt cheap on the other three sites. The other three sites definitely lock it in. If you don't want to trust it on FanDuel, I absolutely understand. You can pay down a little bit more. Next on the list is Jarvis Landry. He is Baker Mayfield's. Uh, number one target is not Odell Peckham. And if we know one thing about the Arizona Cardinals is that they are weak in the middle. So when we attack Arizona, there's two options that come first to mind. It's always the tight end, and it's always the slot wide receiver. We like both. It's worked, it, it's worked itself out week in and week out. So definitely consider Jarvis Landry against the Arizona Cardinals. Next on the list, yeah, DJ Moore. Gets it done every week. Price on FanDuel is stupid low. I mean, there's definitely your pay-down option. If you don't like it on the other three sites, I get it, but definitely take a look at him at 6900 He's the 21st highest-priced wide receiver over on FanDuel. Next, we have the Miami Trio, Devontae Parker, Alan Hearns, Isaiah Ford. I broke it down like this, and I'm going to say it just like how I have it here. If Parker plays, he is the top option with Alan Hearns being the second option. If Parker is out, then Hearns becomes the top option with Isaiah Ford being the second option. 
There is no other solution. I've looked up the data. Okay, there's no Isaiah Ford's going to get out is going to out target Hearns if Parker is out. It's it's Hearns, it's it's Parker, it's Hearns and then it's Ford. So, based on what Parker's availability is going to be, it's going to be Parker, Hearns or Ford. Next on the list we have is Manuel Sanders for the the San Francisco 49ers. Still really relatively cheap over on the half point PPR sites. His price has moved up on the full point PPR sites, which makes sense. Uh, He's 21st, 29th, 15th, and 17th across the board. Good matchup against the Atlanta Falcons. Whether or not he plays on the outside or plays in the slot, uh, shifting around. So definitely keep him in consideration. I do think Debo has a bit higher upside, and you're getting him at a cheaper price. Debo is 32nd, 33rd, 33rd, and 27th across the board. He should have been priced up in the mid-20s. He should have been priced up somewhere in the 25th, about 20 to 25. So Debo's definitely the better value, and he's got the higher upside. Skipped over... Our Chargers wide receiver, Keenan Allen. His price is really good across the board, except on Yahoo. He's really kind of priced up a bit. He's 26, 12, 22nd, and 24th. That's right right about, you know, outside of Yahoo, that's right about where I would have expected Debo Samuel to be. Um, and you're getting Keenan Allen, who has been a high-end wide receiver for most of his career. Next, we have Golden, uh, we have actually uh, Brashard Perriman. I like him, but I'm not in love with him. He's cheap as hell, and he's the second option to Chris Godwin. Price 33rd, 66. That's $2 above minimum price on Yahoo. 56 and 58. So you're getting an incredible value if you need to dig down a little bit to pay up elsewhere. So definitely keep him in consideration. Uh, he will take over the Mike Evans role in this matchup. I Like I said, I would expect... Godwin to have to deal with Slay putting um, another corner. Let me see if I can find this one real quick. Oh, there it is. It's Tampa, so, I mean, really, that's what you're looking at. Uh, you're probably looking at Sean Murphy Bunting or Jamel Dean. Oh, tch, I'm on the wrong I'm on the wrong side. Duh, he's going against Detroit, stupid. He's going to go against... Uh, uh, Justin Coleman probably no. Justin Coleman's going to be in the slot. He's going to be the guy that's going to be actually going against. No, they're going to move him out. So yeah, you're probably going to see Justin Coleman on him. Um, if they're smart, they would put a money uh, Aru on him uh, in that spot. But uh, if they put a Mari, if they put if they put Justin Coleman on him, I like him a lot better, and that's what's expected. That's what I've seen on everybody's uh, pretty much, you know, wide receiver cornerback matchups. So um, definitely put him in consideration. All right, next we have is Golden Tate. He's going to be playing in the slot against the Dolphins. Uh, really good price, actually, across the board, 36, 23, 31, and 32. Uh, he's been a steady option. Now we did see that... Um, Eli did go to Darius 
uh, Slayton. Uh, I like Slayton too, but Slayton is definitely going to be more of the GPP play. He is included here uh, this week. Next on the list is going to be A.J. Brown. He's cheap on FanDuel and Yahoo. Um, and DK and Fantasy Draft, I really don't mind paying up a little bit for his upside. Now, he was incredibly cheap the other week, or last week. But this week, he is 44th, 47th, 29th, and 30th. So on the full point PPR sites, he's moved up considerably uh as opposed to FanDuel and Yahoo. If you want even more exposure to the Arizona-Cleveland game, uh, you can definitely look at Christian Kirk, who is Kyler Murray's uh, number one option. He is 47th, 33rd, 40th, and 41st across the board. And he actually has a a good matchup against this Cleveland secondary. Uh, The guy that I'm absolutely in love with this week is going to be Terry McLaurin against the Philadelphia Eagles. He is 48th, 29th, 43, and 38th across the board. So outside of <clears throat> Yahoo, he is still not priced up to where he needs to be for this matchup. Ronald Darby is questionable for this matchup, but whether or not Ronald Darby starts or not, if Darby starts, Darby's been able to get beat considerably against speed receivers. On the outside, that is the guy that I want to target definitely for upside in both DFS and seasonal. Next on the list, D.D. Westbrook is the one, one Jaguars wide receiver that I trust. Uh, he'll be in the slot. It's a great spot. Uh, even, even with you know Gardner Minshew not really doing anything, I expect Oakland to get ahead in this game, which means that they're going to have to throw. So I believe... In my opinion, it's going to be the Leonard Fournette and the D.D. Westbrook show if you like that game as a stack. And he is priced considerably well across the board, 48th, 57th, 54th, and 54th. We know that the Oakland secondary is absolutely horrible. And then last but certainly not least, complete, true GPP punt that I think is viable in cash is Olamide. Zakisis for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, he's bare minimum across the board. We're talking 138th, 82nd, 86th, and 98th across the board. So if you need savings, definitely take a look on him because he does have some upside on that outside uh, where uh, Richard Sherman was. You're going to see a backup corner in there. And it's somebody that he can beat, and obviously Matt Ryan trusts him enough to throw to him. GPP, I think you can definitely go with Tyreek Hill. I love attacking the new Xavier Rhodes and Chris Harris, who sucks against elite talent. Uh, This is a prime spot for him to go off, even in what is expected to be a snow game. So if you're not worried about the elements in that game, we're just talking snow. We're not talking high winds. Nothing like that. So um, Tyreek Hill is definitely in play, and he will have the advantage because he's going to know where he's going. So who's going to slip? Oh, it's going to be Chris Harris. Definitely take a look. Uh, I like Devontae Adams for the Green Bay Packers against uh, either outside corner that decides that wants to cover him. On paper, it is showing up as Will Will Fuller. Uh, Kendall Fuller, isn't it? God damn it. Why can't I remember him? I see this all the time. It's not Kendall Fuller. It's Kyle Fuller. Uh, definite matchup 
uh, advantage for Adams, even if they put Amukamura on him, it would be an advantage for Adams. They're going to get him highly involved. He is pricey, 7th, 11th, 4th, and 4th across the board, but it is definitely a good spot in this game against the Chicago Bears. Uh, dangerous play here is going to be Cooper Cup. He's very much been put to the kind of the wayside, uh, not getting nearly as many snaps as they have transformed this offense with Todd Gurley, um, utilizing more of Robert Woods and Tyler Higby in the passing game. But we have noticed, we have, we have been aware for quite some time that Dallas has been exposed by the slot wide receivers. So definitely take a look at Cooper Cup. All right, he is priced up for a guy in his spot with his snap shares, 12th, 19th, 17th, and 16th. But this is one of the spots where he, I mean, he is completely priced down from where he was at elite status. It's not going to take much for him to hit value. And against this Dallas Cowboys secondary, he can definitely get it done this week. Next on the list we have is Julio Jones, who is by far at his lowest prices. Uh, 13th, 8th, 9th, and 9th across the board. It's a weekend 49er secondary. You can expect Matt Ryan to target him. Whether or not he's going to get a touchdown or two is really the question. I mean, really, with the output that he can put up, if he just gets a touchdown, he's going to hit value, if not value plus. Next on the list, we have Tyler Lockett. He's been dog shit for us for the past couple of weeks, but it is a terrific matchup. Panthers cannot are also another team that cannot stop the slot ride receiver. We have good uh, matchup uh, BVP, as it would be, with Tyler Lockett against the Carolina Panthers. He's priced 21st, 15th, 10th, and 10th across the board. Definitely take a look at him. Darius Slayton is next. He's surprisingly, he's he's kind of priced up on FanDuel, which is weird because it's, the pricing generally comes out on Monday night before that game is even done, uh, where he is 36, but he is 42nd, 51st, and 51st across the board on the other slates. I think Eli can get him for at least one. That's why I really like him over on DK and Fantasy Draft because you're getting, you're getting – Lower than average pricing on where he should be. Last but certainly not least is Mike Williams. 44th, 47th, 54th, and 54th. Why is he so cheap, though? I mean, you got a guy who can definitely beat either Rhodes or Waynes on the outside and secure his second TD of the season. So definitely, definitely, definitely. If you believe that the Chargers are going to be slinging the rock because they're behind because of Dalvin Cook, Take a look at Mike Williams on the other side. He is definitely an option, even if you would go with the Minnesota Vikings defense. Tight end. On top, you got Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. We do know that Philadelphia is really hurting at wide receiver. A lot of people are going to go to Greg Ward because he's dirt cheap over there. And they're expecting high targets. The problem is, is that... Carson Wentz's most trusted targets are his two tight ends, and they are they have no issues flexing them out either in the slot or out wide, especially against a relatively poor 
uh, Washington secondary who is injured. There's a couple of guys that are questionable. They have not been cleared yet. So, and that is Quentin Dunbar, Fabian Monroe, and Josh Norman, even if they wanted to bring Josh Norman back. So it's definitely a good spot for the tight ends here, even if they were to face Landon Collins on the inside, if they kept one in and one out. So if you want to save a little bit of money, I have no problem with Dale Goddard, although he is priced up a bit and he's more of a GPP-type play. But Zach Ertz, I think you can definitely, if you have the cash, you can go ahead and just lock him in. Next on the list, we have Austin Hooper. I love him against the 49ers this week, and he's the key to the Falcons' offense. He's priced up right where he should be. You know, he's 8th, 4th, 6th, and 6th. So um, on Yahoo, I'd probably just go with Ertz, considering the fact that you save yourself a dollar over there. But on the other ones, if you wanted to go down to Hooper, I have no issues with it whatsoever. Next on the list is Darren Waller. No longer has to deal with Foster Monroe, who is on the IR. So hopefully this means he can stop getting fucking vultured at the goal line. Next on the list, you have even lower, a little bit lower prices, Tyler Higby. Like we said, they've been getting him incredibly involved. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys are poor against the uh, tight end, just as they are with the slot wide receiver right up the middle. So he's definitely uh, going to get his share of the targets from Jared Goff. Next on the list, the two guys that I hate, they're on the list. I get it. If you want to pay down, look at Ian Thomas uh, filling in uh, for Greg Olson. Kyle Allen loves his tight ends. He's 24th, 22nd, 34th, and 36th. Now, you can also take a look at Johnny Smith. For Tennessee, uh, Houston, it has been getting a little bit weaker in the inside. It's generally not been a good matchup. Now, they got completely destroyed by Noah Fant. That's what's driving up his DVP here. Um, but for the price and the involvement that he's going to have, um, I mean, you look 41st, 26th, 24th, and 27th. So if you want pure punt guys... You can just definitely take a look at Ian Thomas and Johnny Smith. GPP, uh, we're still waiting to see if Noah Fant is going to definitely play against the Kansas City Chiefs. I do like him if he does play, um, but because of the injury designation, he's not going to make it into cash. Uh, next on the list, we do actually have O.J. Howard. Um, he has been getting targets the last couple of weeks. The Detroit Lions suck against the tight end. I'm not worried about Cameron Brait. Uh, I'm going. I would pass on him on FanDuel, but on the other three sites, if you look at it across the board from FanDuel over, 12th, 26th, 24th, and 25th. So it's a perfect punt price if you're looking in your GPPs. I would not use him in cash, even though he's been getting a higher target share. Uh, also included in here is David Njoku. It's the tight end versus Arizona theory. It's just whether or not Baker gets him involved or not. Jarvis Landry and Odell are all, both going to take most of the targets as well as the running backs. So you're looking at about the third, if not fourth, option in the passing game. Uh, last but not least, Darren Fells. I think you could definitely consider, even if you wanted to use in cash over in FanDuel, where he is the 48th highest-priced tight end at $4,700. I don't have a problem with it, uh, but he is priced up 
on the other three sites at 18th, 32nd, and 33rd. Uh, wide receivers and tight ends we are not even considering over on Yahoo and Fantasy Draft for the Sunday Night Football game, but we are going to consider both defenses. I will just put that up front. Uh, Buffalo and Pittsburgh are both in play. If you are playing on Fantasy Draft, you definitely need to go take a look at the Pittsburgh side of the ball where they are sixth, priced at 6000 and they are the 11th highest priced defense. And they've been playing as a top five defense for the last several weeks. Cash defenses, definitely you're taking a look at uh, New England Patriots. Uh, first first across the board, except on DraftKings, for whatever fucking reason, they're second highest. So it's going to be hard to pass against them, against the Bengals. You're going to look to bounce back. Uh, there's plenty of upside for turnovers, sacks, whatever you're looking for. Next on that list is actually the Green Bay Packers, where uh, you're looking for sack and interception upside in the matchup. Bears offense is not going to blow them up even if the Bears happen to get ahead. This is going to be a very tight game. I would almost consider the Bears on the opposite side. Um, but the problem is the Packers don't have the turnover upside as much as what you will from the Chicago offensive side. So that's why I chose Green Bay over Chicago. Uh, last but not least, for cash defenses, I think you definitely can look at the Kansas City Chiefs. I like the Chiefs even before we saw what the weather was going to be like. Uh, they're priced pretty decently um, over on FanDuel, where they're $3,900 for 14th overall. They're, six, they're the sixth highest-priced defense on the other three sites. But I do think it's a very good play. I don't think a lot of people are going to be on it. That secondary has been playing very, very well. They've been getting a lot of sacks lately, so definitely take a look at them. Uh, GPP, definitely take a look at the Minnesota Vikings. I hate the Vikings defense because they're so kind of up and down, but even if you wanted to consider them for cash, I don't have a problem with it. They are priced 4th, 11th, 11th, and 11th across the board. So on the other three, on three sites, they are priced uh, fairly cheap, which makes them actually viable for cash over there. Uh, definitely GPP. Uh, over on FanDuel because I'd rather just go ahead and just pay up for New England. Last but certainly not least is the Seattle Seahawks. If the Carolina Panthers have definitely given up on the season, I'm not worried about Christian McCaffrey whatsoever. He will probably get his points, but again, you know, in DFS, we've noticed that he is not hitting his value, so I'm not really too worried about it. They have not been able to get uh, touchdowns utilizing Christian McCaffrey. I'm not afraid of it. Defense isn't at 100%, but Kyle Allen is good for sacks, fumbles, and INTs. So there's definitely upside. You do need to look at it. They are priced up a bit at 6th, 8th, 4th, and 5th, and that is why they are GPP only. So that is the rundown for this week's article. I will be available for questions uh, tomorrow, or if you're listening on Sunday, in those matchups. So definitely go ahead and ask them there or hit me up on Twitter. Just go ahead and DM me at RoyDog underscore 13. That is the podcast. I got it out earlier than I expected. Good luck, guys. Let's go get all that money. <laughs>